While this stadium work is pleasing, and believe me when I say I'm absolutely proud of our officers, we must be concerned about other counterfeit goods producing factories that remain in operation across our city. This is because the money got generated through these goods uh, fund even more terrible crimes in our, in our country. It also finds the kidnapping and illegal transportation of undocumented persons in South Africa who are then kept against their will in these illegal factories and warehouses. Moreover, the more than 80 million rents in fake goods means an incredible loss to the national fiscals in Los Texas. It also makes one wonder how these goods escape the country's borders and customs agencies. More cruelly, crucially, Fake goods mean that South Africans lose out on jobs because at the end of the day, these people don't employ our people. The reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that the producers and traders of these counterfeit goods do not employ South African citizens. In a country like ours, which is battling a worsening crisis of unemployment, inequality and increasing crime, the result of first, of first crisis it is disheartening that the national government seems content to remain oblivious to calls for them to take decisive action. What is even more disheartening is that the proliferation of counterfeit goods scares away potential foreign investors. This is because no reputable company will invest in a country in which their intellectual property will not be protected. Mashaba also says that even though the city is on top of the crime situation, what's disturbing is the low prosecution rate, which is not the city's competence. As you remember, the last time the chief of police did indicate to us, with all the cases of arrest, prosecution, we're not enjoying more than 10%. It's a disaster. And us as a city of Johannesburg, with our limited powers, we can only arrest and hand over the suspects to the national and provincial criminal justice system. And unfortunately, that's where we have failed. We had two cases in this month. First was, in fact, we had three, when the Sunday Times raised the issue of the dangers of illegal mining in our city. A week later, Carte Blanche raised the issue of the withdrawal of serious cases with overwhelming evidence. And last week, Crime Watch, under the, the anchorship of uh, Yusuf Abramji, I'm sure all of you are aware. Up to now, some of uh, the people who we arrested, taken to the police, we don't know what happened to them. Some of them only paid a thousand pence fine. I mean, uh, the bail. Now you can imagine in a society like this, how are we going to win? And one thing that is actually certain is that for as long as Johannesburg is not safe, for as long as Johannesburg does not work, South Africa is not going to work. So it is important for us to release the states on a monthly basis so that society can hold all of us public or representatives accountable. And uh, that was the executive mayor of the city of Johannesburg, Herman Mashaba. So to elaborate further on uh, what was said at that press briefing, we now joined by uh, Joburg Metro Police Department spokesperson, Sergeant Tessa Adams. Thanks for speaking to us this afternoon, Ms. Adams. 
Thank you so much. Sergeant Adams, uh, what is, of course, uh, disturbing, as the mayor pointed out there, is this low prosecution rate. And he did also indicate that this, of course, is not the competence of the city or of the Metro Police Department. But is there anything that you are doing, are planning on doing with regard to this? Because otherwise, it would seem as though your efforts are futile. Um, basically, what we've done now with JMPD, we've got a special unit which um, the chief of police has identified. So, which means this unit will go to the various police stations, checking up on these cases, uh, what is happening with prosecutions. So, currently, currently this unit is busy; they're very active. So, they go to the police station to investigate how far is the case, when is the case going to court. So, yes, we're onto it. And with regard to evidence gathering, uh, how competent would you say your department is in that regard? Um, gathering the evidence, you must remember once once the case has been established and given over to uh, the SAPS, um, they've got investigating officers, so they will be doing the investigation from their side. But I think where JMPD comes in, once we've handed the case over to SAPS, we would follow it up just in case of to find out, has the people been prosecuted? How far is the case? When will people go to court? Because what we do actually now is we go to court as well so that we can hear from the magistrate side what is um, following in the case and when people will be prosecuted. And how would you characterize the relationship between yourself as uh, the Joburg Metro Police Department and your counterparts at the South African Police Service? And and I'm asking this against the backdrop of uh, some of the anecdotal evidence that Mayor Mashaba actually shared during that press briefing where he spoke about people getting arrested at a roadblock, for instance, and the following day they are set free. So what sort of relationship do you enjoy? How would you characterize that? Um, we've got a very good working relationship with SEPS because currently SEPS is actually providing training for uh, JMPD officers as well, where our officers will go away and they get actually um, public policing training from SEPS side. But you must remember one thing, what we need to take into cognizance as well is once JMPD has handed over a suspect to, to SEPS, um, then they need to answer questions based on that one um, because they use different methods in giving people bail and, and, and things like that and the way they prosecute them. So I think now from our side, we're having a very good working relationship with them. And with regard to the seizure of these uh, counterfeit goods, um, how widespread is this across the city? Um, currently speaking, the areas that has been identified as the counterfeit goods was basically in CBD area. We've done it in the CBD area that was an operation. You must remember one thing. We've got a complaint that came internationally from our brands, uh, people that was complaining about these counterfeit goods. So what happens is um, the complaint went to intelligence, which intelligence calls in JMPD to assist them with these counterfeit goods, and that is why we had this operation in terms of um, the counterfeit goods. Were you able to establish uh, who they supply these counterfeit goods to? Uh, basically, it's open to the public. Um, when you go to Small Street Mall, because remember, the, the places that we tackled was your Small Street Mall. We were in Rihanna Musa, Lillian Ngoi Street, Devalier Street. So an ordinary person would go to these shops and actually buy from them. Uh, because at the end of the day, we as members of the public, we don't know brands. So we wouldn't know whether it's genuine fake. Uh, but the nice part with this operation that we had, we actually had brand specialists that came in 
that could actually explain to us what is genuine and what is fake. So, so uh, if you could just let me understand here. So, uh, the establishments that you closed down were these manufacturing hubs, as it were, or were these shops that are actually operating and selling these fake goods? It was actually shops that were selling it. Um, basically, what happened is um, you would come into a shop that looks like a normal shop with rails and things. But the information that we received was when you look behind these shops, there's like um, a solid hole. And when we actually broke down these solid holes, we found out that these things, the counterfeit goods are actually stored right at the back of the shop. And another one was where they actually had like solid doors, which they closed it. So when you open one door, you will find another door. And this is where they would, would store hundreds and hundreds of or millions and millions of counterfeit goods.